the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. And in God's Word, we have all that we need for the life of faith. We have all that we need for the life of faith. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything more for a life of godliness. We have the Bible. We have the Word of God. We are thoroughly, listen, we are thoroughly equipped for everything by the Word by the scriptures. In today's message, Pastor Dan will remind you that the Bible should be every Christian's one-stop shop for wisdom and guidance. The Bible is the infallible Word of God. What better way to know God's will and character than the book that He left for us? But for many of us, we don't really take the time to read God's Word. We make excuses about how we don't have time or we're too busy. The truth is, we have to make time for reading the Bible. It needs to be a daily priority, even if it's only a few minutes. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 37 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. All right, we're going to be back in the book of Genesis, Genesis 37, if you want to turn there in your Bible for me. Uh, we're also going to look at Acts chapter 7, and we're going to look at Hebrews chapter 11. So if you want to turn there as well. So Genesis 37, Acts chapter 7, Hebrews 11, where we read in verse 1, now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. And this is the history of Jacob. Joseph, being 17 years old, was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors. But when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him and could not speak peaceably to him. Now, Joseph had a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him even more. So he said to them, please hear this dream, which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright And indeed, your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brothers said to him, shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And so they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, look, I have dreamed another dream. Since you enjoyed the first dream so much, let me share the second dream with you. And this time... 
The sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in mind. Then his brothers went to feed their father's flock in Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers feeding the flock in Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. So he said to him, Here I am. And then he said to him, Please go and see if it is well with your brothers and well with the flocks, and bring back word to me. And so he sent him out of the valley of Hebron, and he went to Shechem. Now a certain man found him, and there he was, wandering in the field. And the man asked him, saying, What are you seeking? And so he said, I am seeking my brothers. Please tell me where they are feeding their flocks. And the man said, They have departed from here, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them in Dothan. Now when they saw him afar off, even before he came near them, they conspired against him to kill him. Then they said to one another, Look, the dreamer is coming. Come, therefore, let us now kill him and cast him into some pit, and we shall say some wild beast has devoured him. We shall see what will become of his dreams. But Reuben heard it, and he delivered him out of their hands and said, Let us not kill him. And Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, but cast him into this pit, which is in the wilderness, and do not lay a hand on him, that he might deliver him out of their hands and bring him back to his father. And so it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers that they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Then they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty. There was no water in it and they sat down to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked and there was a company of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels bearing spices, balm and myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. So Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come and let us sell him to the Ishmaelites, and let not our hand be upon him. For he is our brother and our flesh. And his brothers listened. Then Midianite traders passed by, so the brothers pulled Joseph up, and lifted him out of the pit and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 shekels of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. Then Reuben returned to the pit and indeed Joseph was not in the pit. And he tore his clothes and he returned to his brothers and said, The lad is no more and I, where shall I go? And so they took Joseph's tunic, killed a kid of the goats and dipped the tunic in the blood Then they sent the tunic of many colors and they brought it to their father and said, We have found this. Do you know whether it is your son's tunic or not? And he recognized it and said, It is my son's tunic. A wild beast has devoured him. Without doubt, Joseph is torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put sackcloth on his waist and mourned for his son many days. And all his sons and all his daughters arose to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. And he said, For I shall go down into the grave to my son in mourning. Thus his father wept for him. 
Now the Midianites had sold him in Egypt to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh and captain of the guard. And Lord, we thank you for the Bible. We thank you for your word. And we thank you that we can come here week in and week out and read it and study it and learn of you from it. Lord, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So Genesis chapter 37 begins the final section of the book of Genesis and introduces us to Joseph. Joseph is the 11th son of Jacob's 12 sons. So he's the 11th of 12. Joseph now becomes the focus of the book of Genesis. In fact, with the exception of chapter 38, the rest of the book of Genesis is about the life of of Joseph. It tells Joseph's story. So 13 chapters on Joseph. Uh, More is said about Joseph than any other character in the book of Genesis, which is significant when you consider in Genesis is Adam and Noah and Abraham. But Joseph receives more ink than any other person in the book of Genesis. And Joseph is a key figure in Genesis for a couple reasons. First of all, because he is the bridge between the family of Israel and the nation of Israel. Joseph's story tells us how the family of Jacob or the family of Israel became the nation of Israel. And Joseph's story tells us why the nation of Israel is living in Egypt or how they end up living in Egypt. And your Bible after the book of Genesis is the book of Exodus. And in the book of Exodus is the account of God delivering the nation of Israel out of slavery in Egypt and bringing them back to the land of Canaan. Joseph's story tells us how they ended up in Egypt. So in that sense, Joseph's story is is a bridge to the book of Exodus. Joseph is also a key figure in the book of Genesis because he was used to rescue the family of Israel from certain death. As we're going to see in coming chapters. He rescues his family from death. And remember, it's through the family of Israel that the Savior of the world, Jesus Christ, will come. So God used Joseph to to keep the hope of redemption for mankind alive. Including for us, right? So this is part of our story here. Now, the Bible record never mentions any lapse of faith in Joseph. Now, certainly Joseph sinned because we all sin. But the Bible um, never characterizes Joseph by sin. It never speaks of him sinning. It never mentions a lapse of faith. And we, we saw, if you remember, we saw lapses of faith in Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, all of the patriarchs, until we get to Joseph. We don't see a lapse of faith with, with Joseph. And, and as we'll see in his story, and if you're, you're familiar with his story, you know, but if not, you'll see in coming weeks, 
uh, Joseph endured some very incredibly difficult hardship. But in spite of that, he remained faithful to God. He never had a lapse of faith in God. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Now there's a couple of passages in the New Testament that I want us to look at first before we get into the text of chapter 37. Uh, The first one's in Acts chapter 7, if you want to turn there for me. Acts chapter 7. Now Acts chapter 7, it records a sermon that was delivered by a disciple named Stephen. And in this sermon, Stephen gives a summary of Israel's history. So Acts chapter 7 is kind of like the cliff notes of the Old Testament. How many of you remember cliff notes from like high school and middle school, right? Some of the homeschool kids right now are saying, what are, what are cliff notes? I, you mean I, I don't have to actually read these books? I could just read the cliff notes and they don't make cliff notes anymore. For those of you that are homeschooled, they're, they're unavailable. So you got to read the books. There's no way around it. Um, But if you're not very familiar with the Old Testament, um, Acts chapter 7 is a good place to start because it gives you a summary of the Old Testament. And here in this sermon, uh, Stephen mentions Joseph in Acts chapter 7, beginning in verse 9, and he highlights the major events in the life of Joseph. So look at verse 9. It says, And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt... But God was with him and delivered him out of all his troubles and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. Now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first And the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers and Joseph's family became known to the Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, 75 people. So Jacob went down to Egypt and he died, he and his father. So Stephen highlights the major events in Joseph's life. He tells us, that Joseph's brothers were envious of him and sold him into slavery. But God was with Joseph, and God delivered him out of all of his troubles and gave him favor with men. And Joseph became a ruler over Egypt, and Joseph delivered the people of God from death. And that's, that's a summary of the life of Joseph that we're going to study in the remaining chapters of the book of Genesis. So the second verse in the New Testament that I want us to look at together is Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22. So if you want to turn there, just one verse, 
Hebrews chapter 11. Joseph is actually mentioned in four passages in the New Testament. We're just going to look at two of them. Hebrews chapter 11, the hall of faith. Joseph is the only one of Jacob's 12 sons that, are, that is mentioned in the hall of faith, Hebrews 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 22 says, By faith, Joseph, when he was dying, made mention of the departure of the children of Israel and gave instructions concerning his bones. Now, this is referring to Genesis chapter 50. When Joseph was dying, he's on his deathbed, and his last dying wish was for his family to take his bones with them back to the land of Canaan when God delivered them out of Egypt. Now, when, when Joseph is dying and makes this dying request, the children of Israel aren't even slaves yet in Egypt. And this is not, they're, they're not going to, the exodus isn't going to happen for more than 400 years. You know, again, imagine your dying request to your family is something that's 400 years in the future. And he makes this request that they would bring his bones with them when God delivers them and takes them back to the land of Canaan. Now, how did Joseph know that God would one day deliver them out of Egypt and bring them back to Canaan? Well, if you're taking notes, Genesis chapter 15, you don't have to turn there, but Genesis 15, God told Abraham, God told Abraham that his descendants would be strangers in a land that is not theirs, and will serve them, meaning they'll be slaves, and they will be afflicted for 400 years, and then God will deliver them and bring them back to the land of Canaan. Joseph, listen, Joseph believed what God said to Abraham about delivering the children of Israel out of Egypt and bringing them back to the land of Canaan. And it's interesting to me that the writer of Hebrews, that this is the one thing that he records out of Joseph's extraordinary life. That Joseph trusted in the promises of God. That's the one thing he puts in the hall of faith. Joseph's trust in the promises of God. You know, there is no account of God ever giving special revelation to Joseph. In other words, God never like appeared to Joseph. The way that God appeared to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Joseph's life of faith. Listen, it was solely based on the word of God. The word of God. That's it. No special appearance from God. No physical appearance of God like to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. All Joseph had was the word of God. And Joseph believed God's word. Now listen, listen, listen. We have the Bible. We have the Bible. You, you probably have a Bible in your lap. If you don't, we've got a free Bible for you to take home. You have the Word of God. We have the, the Word of God. And in God's Word, we have all that we need for the life of faith. We have all that we need for the life of faith. We don't need anything else. We don't need anything more. For a life 
of godliness. We have the Bible. We have the word of God. We are thoroughly, listen, we are thoroughly equipped for everything by the word. By the scriptures. If you're a Christian, if you're a Christian, you have Jesus Christ. You have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. And you have the word of God. You have everything you need for life. You don't need anything else. You don't need anything more. You've got it all. Joseph has this one promise that was made to Abraham about bringing them back to the land of Canaan. And he believes what God says in his word. He believes the promise of God. That God will one day bring them back to the land of Canaan. Now, one last point before we dig into the text. If you're taking notes, the key verse for Joseph's life is Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. I'll read it to you. This is after Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers. And Joseph says to his brothers, You intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. This is what, this is what Joseph's story is all about. What his brothers intended for evil, God used for good in his life. And God used those terrible circumstances in Joseph's life to put him in a position to save the lives of many people. That's his story. So now, look at chapter 37. Turn back there if you're not there already. Chapter 37. And we'll look at this together. Verse 1 again. Now Jacob dwelt in the land where his father was a stranger in the land of Canaan. This is the history of Jacob. Joseph being 17 years old. He's 17 years old. Was feeding the flock with his brothers. And the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah. His father's wives. And Joseph brought a bad report of them to his Father. And so right here we begin to see the origin of the hatred of Joseph's brothers for Joseph. We're told that Joseph was 17 years old. He was caring for his father's flocks with some of his half-brothers, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah. They had the same father, Jacob, but different, different mothers. Now, in case you don't remember, the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah were Dan, Naphtali, Gad, and Asher. I didn't remember either. I had to look it up. So he, he's out there watching over the father's flocks with his half-brothers out there in the field. And then at the end of verse 2, we're told that Joseph brought a bad report of them to his father. I don't believe Joseph was tattling on his brothers. I don't think it's telling us that Joseph was just a big tattletale. I don't think Joseph went crying to his dad, Dad, my brothers were mean to me. You know, my, my brothers wouldn't share their food with me. It's not saying he's a tattletale. As Joseph's story unfolds, we see in his later actions that, that Joseph had great integrity, that, that Joseph had character, that he was trustworthy, that he was moral, even, even as a teenager, even at a very young age. 
And, and it seems, as we go through the passage, it seems that Joseph was given a position of authority or oversight by his, his father. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable. And knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.